Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum My name is Brian Andrew I'm here with my co-host Jesse Sandoval What's up guys? And we have another member of the extended LA Clips Forum this week He's back from Vegas living the dream back jake barnes how you doing yo what up everybody listening was good brian jesse we're back yes how you how you how how both of you guys doing doing pretty good uh went down to la downtown la saw the amoeba relocation it's not as good as what what it was before like it's smaller you don't have Mm. much stuff there but it's pretty cool if you want to go look for music that's cool that's cool do you still have a CD drive in your car? Yes. My car still has a CD drive. You know what? No, actually, I'm not too sure now. Mm. I'm second guessing it. I'm going to go look. Because <laughs> honestly, I just use my phone. <laughs> but I, I, I collect, I'm I starting to collect vinyls. So I went over there. Oh, okay. that, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I thought you were just like, hey, I'm going to buy this new. I don't know what's out right now. I have, that, I have that little booklet like of all the all my burned CDs. <laughs> yeah, you, had the booklet. You, you went to go figure out um, yep. what that new Vince Staples song was on, on the Clippers video. And then it's on two different albums. So you had to buy both albums. And then, and then you go home, you burned it onto one disc. <laughs> I was looking for the some Nelly hits, you know? So I'm all about that St. Louis uh, hip hop scene uh, <laughs> from like the early like 2000s. Um, is he so, still relevant? <laughs> is he still around? He is to me. <laughs> and, and apparently Chingy is to Ty Lu. Yeah. Do you think uh, Ty Lue listens to right there? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I, maybe that's that's probably the song that gets him hyped before. <laughs> Please he, don't. <laughs> before he, t- he has any chat with anybody. Like Kawhi's like uh quite like hey can i check can i chat with you real quick and then ty lose like hold on i got about 45 seconds left it right there (laughs) and then and then and then and then um paul george is like oh what about me man and then he's like oh well you i could i could talk to you after one call away just just you know i i gotta fit in (laughs) gotta fit these in uh jesse you had a question and i thought this was a very good question you brought this up to me earlier all right so the question i have and it, it just came from me. It just dawned on me because I was just thinking about like a conversation I had with Brian in college. It was uh, right after the Blake Griffin trade. And um, his uh, his issue was, you know, trading away Blake Griffin, our only superstar at the time, uh, kind of destroys the relevancy of the Clipper organization in, in the NBA. So I started thinking about it <clears throat> more now. And question i have is would you prefer to be relevant for let's say the rest of the existence of the nba or would you prefer to go for a big swing get the stars you need and ruin your your relevancy afterwards pretty much 
but you win be the stuck in limbo. But you win the championship. But right? you win the championship. Yes. All right. I'm gonna let Jay go first. Um, I'd rather take the big swing and uh, win a title because titles come basically like once. Whoop! Whoops. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> titles basically come like look at the Knicks. They haven't won since the '70s, but they got a title. And they can say they have a title. And um, yeah, if, if, if it guaranteed me a chip, run it. Sorry. So after the Blake Griffin trade, me and you've already discussed this a little bit, is as a team that was really bad, I watched a, a decade of the Clippers being extremely bad with one playoff appearance in the early mm-hmm. 2000s. Then we're finally kind of good. And then we were about to trade Blake Griffin. I was like, well, if we're just going to go back to what we were, I, I I don't think I can handle that. You know, I, I'd rather just, like you said, be in limbo. Mm-hmm. And at least there's there's games worth watching. We're in, and then who knows? Just get to the dance and hopefully something happens, right? Yeah. See, uh, no. uh, uh, yeah, you go. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with everything you guys said. Um, you know, it, it's funny because I come in at a different point in Clippers history, right? I came in through Lob City. So I I saw them when they were the big thing in LA, you know, and the Lakers weren't um were kind of in shambles as an organization. Um uh, and I've only seen the good things. I think the only one I seen that was pretty rough was after Lob City. Um just that off season was pretty rough, but obviously the next season was pretty good. Um so you know, we I've seen this team compete in and out and always been in contention, but never really getting the chip. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think that's where I was kind of just thinking about like, man, I think we just I can't understand why people want to make the big swing. Right. I, I And and I'll be honest with you. My mentality has changed because now we're a winning franchise. I know there's going to be Warriors and Laker fans if they ever listen to this podcast, hear me say like we're a winning franchise. They're, they're they're just heated right now. Veins going through their their through their uh, foreheads and stuff like really that. Really, true though. We are. We, we, are. we are. Yeah, we really. It's like no. There's bro. There's no comparison. Like we're, yeah, we are absolutely a winning franchise. Yeah. So now my mentality is like been like, all right, we've been a winning franchise now for a decade, and we still haven't seen the ring at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So. And for example, I just had a conversation with my friend the other day and we were talking about football and I'm a Rams fan and I, and the Rams went all in, got Von Miller, got Odell Beckham, went all in and they won the Super Bowl. And then they were asking me, well, do you think the Rams could repeat? And I was like, I don't, to be honest, if I had a guess, they probably wouldn't mm-hmm. like, it's like they, they, they lost too many pieces, yeah. but, but they got, they got the ring at the end of it. They got the ring. Yeah. And yeah. and um, so I'm kind of in that I'm at that point, too, where it's just like everyone thinks this is a three to four year window with the Clippers. I think it's a one to two year window. Yeah. Like, keep in mind, I I am a believer, though, with our with the with our bench and the core pieces we have, we could still win a championship without making a big swing trade necessarily. Mm-hmm. I still think this is a championship team. But I could see why we're at the point where we might get like, you know, why don't we just get a 30 to 40 million dollar guy, add him to our starting lineup and 
let the rest of our team just be whatever it is. Yeah. And we get, we, and then as us as Clipper fans give the Lakers a lot of crap for the Russell Westbrook thing. Yeah. But I'm pretty confident we wouldn't be getting a Russell Westbrook player. Yeah. We'd be getting somebody that probably at least could contribute for this next season, at least. James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, and, me and Jake are on a James Harden train. We'll get into that later. To be honest, I, this is going a little off topic with Russell Westbrook. I wouldn't be upset with Russell Westbrook being a Clipper, mainly because of the fact that Paul George and Kawhi, there's always some sort of injury that kind of gets in the way or, you know, sits, sits him aside and having Westbrook's, you know, somewhat good track record when it comes to health and availability, it'd be nice to have. It's just his attitude. It just irritates me. Like he doesn't buy in. But not for $47 million. Uh, that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, also- like if we, if, if I'll be honest with you, if we made a big swing and now we have vet minimum guys, vet minimum guys that we now need to build our team around for at least the last four or five spots and Russell Westbrook was on the bio market or John Wall was on the bio market. I'd be like, yeah, go, go get that guy. Mm-hmm. Go get one of those two guys. The, those two, those two wouldn't be bad at all to have, especially yeah. if we're paying them nothing and we, and Ty losing control, you know? Cause, Cause I feel like he could, you know, I don't feel like it's a either or scenario either. Cause you know, you think of the Boston Celtics when they built their big three. And obviously they had one player that was, you know, drafted and grew to the player that he is, Paul Pierce. But I, I just got to look at it, you know, it's just an example that pops up in my head where they got the chip, you know, obviously they didn't get more, which is on Doc Rivers, I would say. <laughs> yeah. um, but they were able to, you know, ship the guys out and get, draft assets and they're stuck in limbo for a bit but over time they they're able to get young talent jalen brown jason tatum mm-hmm. and they look pretty good right now in this playoffs i i guess you know to me where it's like the thing is it's all about fit like number one like fit is so important and yeah. it's just like of course you know with with the other team like the lakers they they grab westbrook but it didn't necessarily fit in our situation, we have two wings already. Um, now, like, my, my, my main issue with, like, having, let's say, a point guard, like, you know, if we were to take a big swing, like, I don't see, like, the need for, like, people, like, clamoring for Donovan Mitchell or, like, Zach Levine or, and stuff like Because it's kind of like, bro, at, at some point, you know, the ball has to be shared. You know, mm-hmm. people got to take mm-hmm. shots and someone, people got to put their egos to the side. Yeah. And, and you know – when you look at like the great big threes and stuff in history or the great teams in history, like you even want to go look at the Celtics or the Miami heat as most recent, right? It was like guard forward and center. That was like the, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, the map or whatever, the roadmap. So it's like, if you, we go back to the Cavs, it was Kyrie, LeBron, love, if you, you know, the heat it's Bosch, uh, LeBron Wade. So it's like guard forward, big man, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm just like gonna be on honest. Like, I don't even know if we're here yet. I don't want to do the Rudy Gobert thing, so let's not even get. There. <laughs> well, we'll get but, into it. But, but we'll get into it. Yeah, I, I agree with. You. And the thing is, 
I'm also in the camp until I kind of see it happen. Now, if Norman Powell's okay coming off the bench, I'm I'm actually pretty I'm pretty content. Or if like let's just say Kawhi is okay moving to the four or something, then sure. But I'm I'm in the camp of like I'm glad that we got another score, but that he plays the same position as technically both Kawhi and Paul George. Like they're like Kawhi, I guess, is considered a three now at this point in his career, but he was always a two. And Paul George is could be a three, but he's a two. So it, it made a lot of sense if like one of them was not going to come back and we had that guy to kind of fill in the spot for the other, right? Mm-hmm. But now we're at a point where we're all going to be fully healthy. And I, I want to have Norm on the team, but is he okay coming off the bench? Because I don't feel comfortable starting him at the one. Yeah. So, you know, with that, Brian, I think for sure there's a move coming to like, you know, shrink the roster. For sure. I think so. Mm-hmm. We just to have too many two, three, like four guys that are like in the mix. You know, something's got to crack. Yeah. So if we were to make a move, it would probably be for a big guy. It doesn't necessarily have to be a center. And then if a and then other people we're looking at would be possibly like the new starting point guard and moving Reggie Jackson to the six man position. Uh that's where I'm at. Like do we need a point guard? No. But I would probably say those are the two options. Like we're done looking for wings. We're done doing that. We're going to pick up, we're going to get Batum. We're going to get Rocco and we're going to have Kawhi and Paul George and Norman Powell. That's our wings. We might bring in Amir coffee back. The the wings we're going to have on this team next year are the wings that we have. Every time a team gets eliminated from the playoffs, everyone wants to blow up the roster apparently now. Right. So there's two teams that I feel like, everyone's looking at like the, their, their, their situation in terms of salary cap and all this stuff. The Utah jazz is one of them between Mitchell and Gobert. One of them has to go. My personal opinion, Mitchell's the easier one to trade, but Gobert is the one that you probably don't want to build your franchise around. If you could build your franchise around one of them would probably be Mitchell. The other team would be the Hawks. Trey Young's about to make more money next year. The Hawks have not really been a franchise in history that I felt like likes to pay over the tax. So they're going to be shipping some pieces out as well. And I'm, I'm sure there's some other people uh, just to get the fun, the fun ones out of the way. Uh, people are looking at Brooklyn as well. Like that's, Kyrie. That's interesting. Not, not for Kyrie, but just in general. Uh, like apparently there was a betting um, bet online or something like that. The Clippers were the, the the top team outside of Brooklyn to have Kyrie on their team next year. You know, I wonder where that comes from. I don't know where that comes from either. Like, where, like, where is that? You know, where's the link to that? That's so weird. That's yeah, why, yeah, why, just... uh, Kawhi and Kyrie just talk about politics, you know? <laughs> That's what they do. Like, yeah. uh, it's, it's just a uh, Kyrie, like, yo, man, I think that the earth's a little flat. And then Kawhi is just <laughs> like, and Kawhi just, he, he's just nice enough not to say no. <laughs> And then, and then now, like now, they're friends. <laughs> uh, he just nods and hopes that he'll go away after a while. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. I think Clippers Twitter is extremely bored, and, oh, yeah. and NBA Twitter in general is bored. And so, 
if you're going to talk about the Clippers, you're already talking about next year. And then you're also watching these playoffs and you're looking at all these players and you're looking at disgruntled athletes and you're looking at cap situations and you're like, who can the Clippers take from this and bring onto our team? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we've already hinted at this one. Let's talk about Rudy Gobert. <laughs> we, we talked a little about we talked a little bit about it with uh, Trent Maddox last week. Let's do it. I, I asked I asked Trent I'd give up because I know he doesn't like it. I asked him, "Hey, give me a positive take on Rudy, Rudy joining the team." I asked you the same thing, Jesse. I don't know if you have a new positive. Is it still is it still all pretty like hell no about it? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna, pause, I'm, gonna yes. I'm gonna ask Jake. I want you to give me. I want you to give me my pro. I want you to give me the pros and cons if we were to get Rudy Gobert. All right. Look. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a couple of pros. Pros is he won't be going to Golden State. He will not be going to Golden State. And I would hate to see Golden State with Rudy Gobert, Steph Curry, Draymond. You know the crew. Like I'm good off that. Um. So that you know, there's that. But but here's here here's where I see it. Right. Like. Yeah, we have a rebounding problem. And, you know, Gobert to, I guess, to give him the benefit of the doubt, he is pretty available. He does rebound the ball pretty well. Um, and we will be throwing him more than two or three passes a game, you know. Uh, mm. those, are good, those are good things that are like, you know, obviously there is potential when you put him next to Nico and Rocco and, and you know, PG and Kawhi, like, there's potential for sure. And I also think that Ty Lu would not be scared to sit the guy in a just-in-case type of game, you know, or, or like a big moment in a game. I, I feel like Ty Lu will actually, you know, sit him, not like Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder would have him out there no matter what, just getting cooked. Mm-hmm. Um, now, here, here's, here's the thing where, right, it's like obviously the money, like $40 million is – like yeah. it's, it's egregious especially for a position that now is like which sucks that this position is like this but the position is basically like watered down right if you're not in beat if you're not Jokic, you know you're not it's, it's like almost you're not you're it's like a running back in football they just you know interchangeable mm-hmm. um which that sucks is. which sucks but I, but all in all i'm not on board with it don't do it. It's $40 million. If you're going to make a swing, make a swing at someone that like will really set you over the top, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like centers, if I, if I could be honest about the Gobert situation, you could get a, a center on the vet men who could probably do the exact same. <laughs> what I'm saying like, you know, it, yeah. it's for the fans, for the fans that look at zoo and they go, you know, like, Oh, he gets eight boards a game, 12 points or whatever. Like, you know, and they're barking at him over seven million. Imagine if Gobert gives you a game where he just gives you nine and oh well, twelve points and nine rebounds, and he's making forty million dollars. Like that's a real possibility. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, especially in our offense where it's so perimeter based, three point shooting, isolation. It's I don't know, man. Like I don't see it. Not for forty mil. Not not for the the asking price. It's just the price. The price jesse you look like you have a <laughs> I, I mean yeah i think he could upgrade he could be an upgrade in certain areas but overall if he's not available to me his offensive game is so limited it's he becomes a hindrance in the playoffs there's no point but you know um, but you know jesse like you know i don't want to make this jazz talk jazz forum or whatever right but yeah. what Go i ahead. can what i can say is like 
they don't give him the ball. Like they don't. Mm-hmm. I think uh give it to him, they give it to him back to the basket. Like if he's supposed to post up and go with a hook shot, like, <laughs> like it's not it's not right. Like it's not fair to him. Granted, he does make the money he makes and he got it because Utah had to pay somebody, which makes sense. They got yeah. you know, they gotta pay somebody. But yeah. like, I don't know. I have a random stat about Rudy Gobert and his usage in the offense. It was like really weird because they, they, they did stop using him uh, less in the offense, and that was mainly because of the fact that he has like no thumbs. I think he averaged like one point three turnovers for every three times. Every if he gets the ball three times, yeah, he had a one turnover. Well, if that's a real analytic, then I definitely don't want to trade him. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if, that, if that's real, then hell no. Right. And I, I'll i be honest with you. I had to sit back today because I'm like, all right, if all these podcasts and all these beat writers and everybody on Twitter is talking about Rudy Gobert, and I know the Clippers look at Twitter, and, if, and, and I know Utah is basically saying, sure, if anybody wants this guy, and I'm pretty sure at this point, Utah doesn't even look at Rudy Gobert as someone that needs to bring back a ton of assets. They're looking at it as like, just get it off our books. I, right. I, I, I agree. I think that, yeah. Let's put, I, I went, I, I, I had to, I had to think about it today. And I was like, all right, if we got the, if we got Rudy Gobert though, would I be okay with it? And as a Clipper fan, I'm still going to root for the Clippers. I'm not going to be like, we got Rudy Gobert. All right, what's I unzip my Clipper jersey, and then there's a Laker jersey underneath. Like, that's not going to happen, you know? Um, it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, my man, Luke Kennard's now on Utah. I'm a Jazz fan now. I'm not going I'm, I'm to be doing that. So I had, to, I had to think about it today, and I was like, okay, let's just say this really happened. What, what are some things that I could expect? And I was like, I think the team, if they could stay healthy, are going to win. Are going to win a lot of regular season games, and I wouldn't be surprised if they gave the franchise record a shot. Like that's I understand, I understand. I don't know what it is right now, but I think it's like sixty something games. That's a lot, though. Damn. It is a lot of games. But if everyone stayed healthy and even everyone got their load management and stuff, and we still kept some core pieces to our of our bench, you know, like. For example, if we traded everybody, but we were able to keep Amir Coffee, who's basically like our fourth best player this year, <laughs> like, you know, we would still be, we'd, I think we'd still be fine, you know? Um, the playoffs are a little trickier, but let's just say the Suns keep DeAndre Ayton or something, right? They have, they go on a run. He's okay with the fact they didn't extend him and they sign a new contract of some sort. And the Suns still have DeAndre Ayton. Or let's just say DeAndre Ayton stays in the West. Right. If we got matched up with that team, I wouldn't mind having Rudy Gobert. So that's what I'm saying, right? My thing is, like, we could just play multiple styles. It's like, if we have a big man, we have Rudy Gobert. If we go small, then we go small with what we have. It, it, it's dope. It's just, it's cash. Yeah. So, which I'm going to get into uh, shortly. It's like, so if we played certain teams that utilize their centers, fine. Like, I still don't think Rudy Gobert is going to do anything against Jokic, but at fine, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I wouldn't – I get a lot of, uh, like, nightmares from us having to pay DeAndre Jordan so much money for him being also very limited. 
that really kind of made it difficult for us to build around Blake Griffin and Paul George. I mean, and Chris Paul. Yeah, because uh, I feel like I'll be honest with you, Chris Paul was really good, and when he gets to his spots, he's really good. But I just didn't. There was times where I'm like, Chris Paul's still not like a like a great scorer himself either. I know I'm, I might get a lot of crap for that. No, it's but, true though. Like he, when he gets to his spots, he's really good. But when he when, when you put a taller defender on him, or you get physical with him, or you get yeah. in his head a little bit, he he tends to have a tough series or something like that. Blake Griffin, just for whatever reason, started getting gradually, gradually more whiny, un- unathletic and whiny. Yeah, right. And so I always felt like we need somebody to kind of be like the third piece, but DeAndre Jordan's contract just did not allow that to happen. And I'm saying that saying that DeAndre Jordan was my favorite player of the Lob City era. Yeah. That being wow. said, we would be running into the same issue with Rudy Gobert. Now, if we won in this window, going back to your original question, Jesse, if we won in this window and Rudy Gobert happened to be our center, and let's just say we got we paid Rudy Gobert the $40 million, and in the playoffs he barely plays, but we still won the championship. Worth Who it. cares? Who cares? Build, build a statue, dude. Yeah, yeah. Give Rudy Gobert a statue for playing five playoff minutes. Like, like, you know what I mean? But, and, but if that doesn't happen, and then we're stuck with that contract and our window's shortening up, and then like it comes down to it, like Rudy Gobert's on on the books, and Kawhi and Paul George don't like that, and there's nothing we can do about Rudy Gobert being on the books because no one wants to take a 30 something year old center who makes that, right. and then they're kind of upset with the way things are going, and they're like, all right, you know what, I got a couple more years left in me, let me go play somewhere else. That can happen, and so, but I'm also in the belief that this is like a one to two year window. It's not a four, three to four year window. I, I honestly don't believe that. Like, there's Having Kawhi and Paul George gives us an opportunity to have a three to four window, three to four year window. But realistically, right now, the way the roster is constructed, it's one to two years. Yeah. If we had to get a center, I still think we should keep Zoo. Mm-hmm. Why not pay Clint Capella on the Hawks, who makes $23 million, I think, in two years, half of what Gobert is making, who does all the same things Gobert does? <laughs> no, I agree. That. Like if we're if if we honestly feel like we need a center, I'll be honest. I think Zoo's gonna be just fine. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, I do. I do want to correct something. Okay, so I said I butchered it. Rudy Gobert averaged two averaged two turnovers for every forty touches he had. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, in context, Joel Embiid had three turnovers for seventy six touches, and Jochich had Hold four on. turnovers for a hundred touches. Hold on. Three turnovers for every 76 touches? No, one, two turnovers for 33 touches. Oh, for Joel, Joel Embiid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three, yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Well, they're very, they're also very... I mean, they're skilled. Those smart are offensive players. Yeah, yeah but they're, they're in the range of that pay, though. Well, yeah, 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 exactly, right? Like, is Rudy Gobert those people? No. Exactly. Like, I'll be honest with you. If Utah was like, hey, pick anybody on our roster and just make sure the salaries match, I'm going to say, give us Mitchell then. Just, just give us Mitchell and we'll figure it out. And Mitchell's <laughs> just, Mitchell's just going to have to be okay with the fact that in the final five minutes of the game, you're not going to shoot the ball. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? If you could get to the basket, go for it. But we're cool. We got, we got it from here, buddy. You know, you but, know, you know Brian, I did want to say like one more thing about Gobert. Sorry. Like, yeah, go for it. All these people on here, right, coming up with these trade scenarios for Gobert, 
you know, we all see them and stuff and we, you know, we spoke about it and obviously the other pods have talked about it and stuff. Let's just, we want to keep it realistic. You know, that's the one thing. Like if you guys want to make trade evaluations and stuff, cool. Just make it realistic though. Like don't make it so far fetched that it's like, you know, more to me anyway, like Morris and Luke and like, like it make it make sense. That's you know that's all I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. Which which brings me to my next one is James Harden. So <laughs> <Not Matt. laughs> uh, no, there's like maybe three people in the Clippers universe that actually want James Harden on the Clippers. I feel like it's me, it's you, and I think I've seen Joseph Ryan Ward say it. <laughs> Shout out Joseph. Yeah, it's me, you, Joseph, and uh, Trent. Try <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Trent is a big uh, hard into the Clippers guy. He, he's one of right now. He, he brought it up to me. No, Trent hates the idea. I I don't think it's gonna happen. I think that's why I have the most fun with it because it's like it's not gonna happen. And if it were to happen, here are some pros to James Harden's game. He's yeah. a very he's a very good facilitator. He gets know. to the line more know. better than anybody on the Clippers does. He is still one of the most skilled offensive players. He creates separation better than anybody. I don't know. And yeah, he plays shitty defense. So does our starting point guard we have right now. So <laughs> what's the what's the difference is that we're gonna have James Harden. And you know what? I'll tell you right now, James Harden's perfectly okay going one from nine from the field and just passing every possession in the fourth quarter. <laughs> he's totally okay with that. If he's not if he's not feeling it, he's gonna he's gonna be like, fine, you know what? I don't have it in me today. I'm going to let everyone else. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, why is James Harden deferring? Why? Because he's our third star. You know, he's not the first star. He's not the second star. He's our third star. And if he he could get us, he'll average like 12 to 14 assists a night. He he actually rebounds the basketball too. And as long as he's guarding the guy who's fatter than him, he's fine on the defensive end. <laughs> I'm just saying, if we're gonna, if we're gonna swing for the fences. And we're going to bring in someone who makes 40 plus million dollars. Why not James Harden? Why not bring James Harden back to LA? I'm just saying, imagine the championship parade when he smells like a strip club and he's got beer, beer all over his beard and he's just having the time of his life, but he also looks like he's hungover and tired. He's got, the sun, he's got the sunglasses on. Imagine the Kauai parade, you know, when the big crowd. Yeah, but it's James Harden. <laughs> Imagine all the little baby photos to be having with him. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to add to that, Jake, at all. I want to go Jesse first. I got to hear it because Jesse is just like, you know. Okay, to me, like, it's. I know he brings a lot of like, he, he brings a lot of positives. You know, I'm not gonna say like James James Harden's ass in any way. I think he, he's a he's a talented player. You guys made really good points. The only thing I haven't seen is I feel like I haven't seen that in the playoffs. When it comes push to shove, and I need you to be the guy who steps up because you know Kawhi and Paul, Paul George have had cold nights. We hold saw on. it in the bubble. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. This is the man that took KD, Steph, Clay, like all them guys to seven games. People forget Chris was hurt that series, that whole series, and Harden put that team on his back. Like, I'm not even Harden put that whole team on his back. He had a bad game seven, but Chris obviously picked it up game seven. Harden had a bad one, but he carried the whole series. Harden actually has great playoff games. Great playoff, like 
I feel like he gets that PG like recency bias. You know what I'm saying? Where where it's like, like I I feel like people like look at the last series or the last two series and they're like, oh like he's trash, but he's really not. Like if you go back and look in his history, he has like 40 point like playoff games. Yeah, but he was also younger too and more athletic. I would okay, say. so so all right, so let me get to the James Harden. Here we go. We're going. <laughs> look, Jesse. Jesse, I feel you. Brian. I'm about to call Trent right now. <laughs> Brian, you're absolutely correct, bro. Um, he is probably like one of the best playmakers in the game today. Honestly, probably generational playmaker, aside from like Steve Nash and Kyrie and Steph and stuff like that. I've never seen a man turn bums into good players until James Harden and Steve Nash and stuff like that. And I'm being dead serious. If you look at some of those rocket ro- like rosters, like wow, you know the levels that he made that team play is like crazy. All right, let's, let's, are we talking about the one where he got benched, the uh, where he came back from three and one? Yes, yes. Corey <laughs> <laughs> Brewer rain from the heavens. <laughs> James Harden beat the Clippers three one. You know, like so. So he's got good. He's got good playoff numbers. You know, <laughs> he uh he's dynamic on offense. Yeah, like the explosiveness is kind of waned off a little bit the only thing i'm kind of seeing is like i don't like how i kind of see it like this at 40 million he kind of gives me like baron davis at the end of his career vibes Mm -hmm. you know like big body like he hasn't really been injury prone which is cool the hammy was kind of bad last year and then it kind of crept up this year a little bit but he was also carrying you know brooklyn for like basically like two months while kd was out and Kyrie was you know ineligible or whatever so, if look, if you if you ask for the fit, dynamic perimeter players, we run our offense, pace and space and stuff like that. S- screen and roll, dish out to the corner, James Harden, swing it around, PG's in the corner, swing it, like, <laughs> like, you know, the offense is so, oh, God. I'm, I'm just saying, if we're trying to get a point guard and we're yeah, willing and, and we're willing to get spend the 40 million dollars, like if we're going to spend 40 million on Gobert, might as well spend the 45 and try to get Harden to be our point guard. I'm dead serious. I mean, it's not even. It's not comparable. I'd rather, yeah. He, I'll, I'll, I'll at the end this. of the day, we still only have one ball. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Pass. He'll pass it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's ten assists a game right there. Like, like he's over here passing to Tobias Harris and freaking Corkmas and, and George Niang and like you know what I'm saying. Like, and he's getting them buckets. Mm-hmm. Imagine him passing it. Before before you go, to to, kind of add like a little sense of curiosity, is I would like to see James Harden under Ty Lue, like a coach. Absolutely. But by the way, I just want to say, like, you know, I do love the team we have now, and I hope we kind of stay put. But if we were to, you know, swing for the fences, I'm all on board for James Harden. I just want to put that out there. I'm, I, I would rather just have the team stay put too. Yeah, I, I think that's why we're having fun with this. Mm-hmm. Because like I think we'd rather have the team stay put. Yeah. Trent is trying to skip forward on this podcast and listening to it, trying to get to the point where we stop talking about him. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out there too. He's probably the best in the NBA currently in terms of creating gravity. Uh, maybe Steph Curry is a little bit more, but if if you bring James Harden, who creates his own gravity, could get to the paint, dish it out. To a corner three for Rocco, Batum, anybody, like those, those are the, probably the guys we're still going to keep if we if we pull off the trade. Uh, 
And then Paul George doesn't necessarily need is going to have as much gravity because of it. And let's just say, let's just say, let's just say, he's because I'll admit he's probably closer to washed than he is being to his prime. I'll admit he's closer to washed. But if we're just thinking in a one to two year window, and maybe James Harden doesn't have the gravity, and Paul George still takes on the gravity, then that's fine. That's fine. We're not. James Harden is not going to come in here and be Russell Westbrook, right? I think we could all agree on that. Right, 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 right. It's not like he's going to be shooting. Uh, he's no, not going to no. be hitting the the shot clock when he shoots a fifteen footer. I can shoot the ball. This guy, yeah, no, no. So way. like, even if his three point percentage drops a little bit, his mid range drops a little bit, he's a little slower getting to the basket. Then he's just going to be an older guy who you know facilitates and. <laughs> I'm just so tired. I'm so tired of people acting like this dude is complete buns because he's really <laughs> not. Because he's, really, he's really not. Like he had the Nets first seeded with Kyrie. I mean, with, with KD, they were the first seed, like legit. And then they dropped to the A seed. And then once. they dropped when he's gone. I think. They, I think they, he went. They went 15 and 18 with no Harden. Yeah, because and then there was that phase where Harden was carrying a bunch of G League players, and I think that's Dude, why bro, that's why they dropped to like the the six seed, the, the ten seed or something. They they you know people have so much recency bias that they just look at like I don't know like well a lot of people get on James Harden and people call him a quitter and all that, but I'll be honest with you, imagine putting a bunch of weight into the Houston Rockets franchise and they keep bringing you players in who end up just getting hurt or suck like Russell Westbrook, you'd be tired of that too. You'd just be like, all right, you know what? Fine. Uh, either know, and and then he goes to Brooklyn and he's like, fine, I'm cool with this three, the big three situation. One dude is like, I'm not going to take the vaccine. So I'm not going to play half the year. And then Katie like ruptures his leg halfway through the season. You're like, okay, where's the big three that I thought I was signing on for? Like yeah, this, the, I'm playing with G League guy. That's the thing. Now it's like, you know, the game that always stands out to me is like him playing the Lakers on Christmas and he was dicing them up, cooking them like crazy cooking them. Him and Patty Mills went crazy. And I'm really just sitting here looking and thinking, wow, like the marquee matchup of the year, like Katie and Kyrie are both out and they're just leaving Harden on the island to hoop. Yeah. You know, and that, that was the narrative for them all year. And, um, you know, Harden plays tomorrow, I think, right? Against Miami. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, let's see. And, well, we'll see. I, I think, like, what's going to happen is next week, me and Jesse are going to do this podcast, and Harden's going to have a tough few games because, you know, he's on, he's by himself on an island out there again. And, and yeah. Uh, let me ask you just, just quick, just maybe some yeses or nos. Yeah. Ben Simmons, he makes a lot less than all the – Rudy, Rudy Gobert and uh, James Harden yeah. makes a lot less. Yeah. Defensively, could play all five positions, in my opinion. Yeah. Offensively, could play point guard. You know, um, facil- one of the well, he's also a really good facilitator, but he's limited, obviously, offensively. But he makes still about fifteen million dollars less, or no, not fifteen anymore. It's roughly ten million dollars less now. Ben Simmons, yay or nay? I understand. There's the off the off the court stuff but um if the optics are good man it's a yay he's meant to play with guys like pg Kawhi. like if you want to talk about wings this is it you want to talk about people that would lift the guy up <laughs> <laughs> like like 
come come if you if you if you're having if you're having a hard time playing in the NBA, come to the Clippers. We'll make you feel like you're having a good time. Yeah, I mean, really, like uh, Ben would fit like a glove here. You know, uh, the offense. Of course, he can't shoot the ball, but whatever. We'll get past that when he's running our offense in transition, running up and down. Like you want to talk about our transition issues now? Add Ben Simmons to that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jesse, you're in now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not really too big on Ben, uh, ben Simmons. Uh, I agree with you guys uh, or Brian in the chat. I feel like he gets so much flack for the whole uh, Nets getting bounced uh, in four games. Um, they were cooked either way. Man, yeah. Uh, it, that's not on Ben Simmons at all. But I just don't think his game really – I just feel like, he, again, he becomes a, a liability in the playoffs. I feel. Okay. All right, Jesse, I want to get, I think I have an idea what Jake's would be, but I want to give your power rankings. <laughs> and this is it. And the Clippers are just like I said, the Clipper, Steve Ballmer goes up to Larry Frank and says, Hey bro, you're making a big swing or you're out. So he's like, I guess I'm trading for a guy that makes 35 plus. Right. So I'm not saying how they get these guys. Obviously it would probably involve Morris and, you know, destroying our culture. Right. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, it is what it is. <laughs> Power rank the guys you'd rather have on the Clippers between Rudy Gobert, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons. Well, that's good. All right. So I will go with surprisingly, I'll go with Kyrie. Okay. Uh, then I go James Harden. Then I go Rudy. And then Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Uh, I'll go, I'll put Ben Simmons above. Uh, Above uh, James Harden, honestly. So you're on board for James Harden. That's what I, you heard here first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't mind Kyrie. If we got Kyrie, I wouldn't mind it. I just, at the, at the same time, I just would be like, uh, something's going to come up. Like, yeah, exactly. That's... Something's going to come up, and I'm just going to be like, because hmm. it's, it's not like Kyrie had like off the court issues. It's just like, it was like a law that was put in place, and he was just like, nah, I'm good. I'm all right, yeah. fam. Like, <laughs> Just, it's just like it's a little irritating when you hear like someone that's doesn't take COVID as seriously or doesn't think the vaccine is. I know it just irks me. It's really hard for me as well. Like there's a player that plays for that team that I root for, like that. All right. Well, Jake, your power rankings. Um, first is Ben Simmons, second is Harden, third is Gobert, and fourth is Kyrie. Damn, Kyrie is dead last. Yeah, and I'm only saying that just because I see him more of like a scoring guard. You know, and uh, with PG and Kawhi, like we kind of already have scoring, you know, or scores. And it's kind of like I, I want to see someone that can get the ball to them in the right spots, you know, and yeah. that's Ben and Ben and Harden. I'm just saying f- defense go all offense, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, that's why that's why you think Rudy Gobert would be a good fit, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, last one. Because I think this would legit help the team a lot. And I think we're all kind of in agreement on this, guys. That's why I didn't think it would be, like, hot podcast conversation. But, like I said, the the Hawks might be trying to get rid of some players. How would you guys feel about John Collins? Yeah, that's that's a definite, man. John Collins is uh, – man, I mean, I was looking at his percentages the other day. Like, the dude is, the dude is a hooper. Ah, I'm on board, man. Uh, mm-hmm. If they want to do that. Run it. What would you give up for John Collins? 
Oh man, obviously, you know, Marcus would have to be there to match the contract. Uh, what does he make right now? 34, I think. 34, 35. John Collins. I, I honestly, to be honest with you, I still think he's in the 20s. Okay, if he's in if well, if he's in the 20s. I will look that up right now. Um what will I give your thoughts. It really depends what, what they want. The Hawks could really use somebody like Marcus, though. Like there's a lot watching these playoffs, by the way. I just gotta say this. All you fans out there that was cooking Marcus all year long, there's so many teams in the playoffs that could use somebody like that. Like, oh, yeah, I agree. Brian's like getting Memphis, nervous right now. Memphis and, <laughs> Memphis, and <laughs> Memphis and Minnesota could really use Marcus. Like, it's not even – it's not a question. John Collins' contract is stupid good. Okay, I'll, be on, I'll be honest that the Hawks would be stupid to get rid of him, but I can see why they might try to. What is it? Uh, next year, he'll make 23 and a half. Wow. No. The year after, 25.3, no. okay. 26.5, and then 26.5. And contract. so we would have him well into the into a dome. What a contract, bro. Nah, that, that's ba- he's basically untradeable if I, if I was. Honestly, if we had to give him the kitchen, I, it would be Marcus, Luke, plus might even have to be Norman. But Marcus, Luke, but that's Brandon, already- and Brandon Boston. Already like 30, right? That's already like 30? You're right. Marcus, you take something back, so it'll be like Marcus and Luke and whatever, like or, or Brandon. For instance. How, how would you feel? And I don't think they would do this because this would be too much of their team, right? How would you feel if we traded uh, all the players that we felt like would get up to the forty million dollars that we would need to get James Harden, Rudy Gobert, all that, right? Yeah. But instead, we used them. We brought in John Collins or Clint Capella. Man, that'd be crazy, bro. Because it it, re- it would really run out our team a lot more, and we'd really be top heavy. But hey, like you get a lob threat like Capella, Collins, like Collins, like sheesh, with PG and Kawhi. At the end of the day, talent win games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we all agree that John Collins would save the franchise. Uh, <laughs> so another thing is, if we were to keep this team as is. Mm-hmm. Which I think we all agree would rather do. We're to be honest, we have six months of podcast content we need to fill, so we're we're we're, we're going hard on these trade conversations. Uh, but we, if we were to keep the team as is, mm-hmm. and let's just say we brought in Hart, we brought everyone back, all that, we would have a 15th spot available. Yep. How would you want to fill that 15th spot? Would you want to get like a? All right, you know what? Let's just start this way, actually, instead of asking <laughs> you. We put a poll up. <laughs> and the poll uh, was, if you could bring back a nostalgia player to play in the 15th spot on your team, mm-hmm. who would you rather have? I said Blake Griffin, because mm-hmm. he's a free agent. I said Luke, uh, Lou Will, because he's a free agent. And I also said DeAndre Jordan which I was expecting to get a fat 0%, but there was a few people that voted for him and gave him a 2%. So kudos to the two. Did really vote for him? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I can't do the math right now, but we had 205 votes and 2% voted for DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> so that's more than one person, I believe. <laughs> so. So guy made uh, five accounts. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is my, <laughs> this is my chance, you know. 
it's De- DeAndre, Jor- DeAndre Jordan <laughs> voted. DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> on his like bur- trolling. On his <laughs> like trolling. Well <laughs> uh, so Lou Will got 31%. So there's still some Lou Will love out there. And Blake Griffin got 67%. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the comments. Uh, Piggy Stardust says Lou just fits better. So uh, Elijah, some say Elijah said, for real, Blake? Uh, some guy named Gideon Gordon put uh, some guy named Gideon. That's that's disrespectful to say like that. <laughs> Gideon Gordon said, uh, Blake 100% deserves a spot, but so does Lou. DJ can get out. So, okay. Uh, Mike K's mind said, of course, easily Blake, but let's go crazy and say Milos instead, which I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against, you know, if we, if we, if Steve Ballmer just said, if what's Milos up to and he, and I could just picture him with a cigar in some country that I don't even know right now. He, he, he's, he's, he's playing pickup basketball. He's playing pickup soccer with like a cigarette in his mouth or something. <laughs> like, um, and then some guy, uh name explosive boxing job season uh decided to put his own poll up uh with jermichael green who's still under contract mo harkless who's still under contract chris dunn who's technically not a clipper uh he was an ac clipper and patrick beverly and patrick beverly got 80 percent on his poll but patrick beverly's under contract with the timberwolves as well so none of those players are available and imagine pat beverly coming back to the clippers for the 15th spot on the on the team he i think he would be pretty pissed (laughs) (laughs) um so would you guys want to fill the spot with a nostalgia player just to get have that guy get a ring kind of clipper legacy stuff or would you want to just legit have a guy on your team um i would say i'm gonna go with this nostalgic player i know i posed the question before in a text about using a g league player but it's just something about like for me it would be lou will i love okay. lou will i love this game um I love this game when he's on the Hawks and he was nothing but amazing for us when he was on here. Um, and he's also, you know, given a lot of great comments about the organization and how much he really like loves to be on the Clippers. Uh, whereas in, you know, Blake Griffin, when he left, he said, now I'm in a real organization. Uh, Detroit Pistons. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wants to take that back, uh, that, take that, take back that comment, but. Yeah, to me it's Lou Will. I, uh, uh, I love Lou Will. I got a Lou Will's jersey when he left, so mm. I don't spend Maybe. money for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. What about you, Jake? Um, you know, like if I had to pick a nostalgia player, it's gonna be Blake. Okay. Um, personally, like I just want to move forward from it. Like I don't want to have any of the old guys here. Okay. Name a name a new guy that you want as a 15th oh, spot then. So it's tough, right? Like there's so many guys out there. And like I said, we want to be realistic. Like, no, I don't want to bring Zach Levine to be the 15th guy. You know how people are like just... <laughs> yeah. you're, you're gonna play in garbage time, buddy. Be <laughs> realistic. <laughs> I'm personally more in the favor of bringing in maybe a vet. Um like Pat Pat was right. Like when he was here, it was a vet presence, somebody that can kind of just come in contribute just in case. So I guess Blake would be cool, but like, I'm just going to throw out a name like out there. Right. Like I'm not necessarily capping for this guy to come on, but like, um, Gerald green, right. Like he, he's, you know, 
he, he's in the G League right now. He's looking for a spot to come back to the league. Uh, Gerald Green or, um, you know, people don't know this, but Patrick McCall, right? He's also Grande, Grande I think Grande Viper is real Grande. Real Grande uh, G League. Yeah, I, know, I don't know if he's on the team, but I know uh, Gerald Green was for sure, and he just won the G League championship, so. So Gerald Green is there, Patrick McCall is around. Just guys that have been around the league that are looking for a bounce back, you know, a spot. Because mm-hmm. uh, I just want to keep this like a, you know, like a fresh, like a breath of fresh air, a new era. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Blake. God knows, like that. That's basically when I became a fan. Like, oh wait, yeah. a couple of years before he was uh, drafted. But yeah, just keep it fresh. This is, you know, PG and Kawhi's team. Yeah, I I like that. I would probably go Blake. But going to your point it's uh what's Blake going to really contribute in the playoffs like he's going to tell everyone how to like disappointingly get hurt in the first round like like is that is that what he's going to contribute and say cuz Brooklyn really should have played him like, yeah they should have really should have played him like it's it's not even close like the guy was out there actually showing heart and the heart trait is a real trait it's not like some badge on 2K you know where it's it's a legit thing Blake Griffin will always have a soft spot in my heart, no matter what he says about the Clippers. I don't Except, care unless he sends that vet man to go play for either the Warriors or the Lakers. So watch out, you know, all, all everybody listening, watch out. I'm a little tipsy right now. I'm sorry. I'm over here. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good, dude. But um, watch out because the Lakers and the Warriors are a real possibility for any of our guys anytime. Yeah. yeah. I hope not. All right. So. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't mind Lou Will if, if we asked Blake and Blake was like, "I'm okay, I'm all right, I'm good. I could probably play somewhere else." And and Lou Will's like, "Sure, man. I'm like, as long as you don't get upset that I go to Atlanta every weekend and eat wings." And it's like, eh, it's just yeah, that's fine, dude. You're not gonna play every every game. Uh, it would be cool to have a nostalgia person. I do think Lou Will was kind of like part of this original team. I agree. So he, it would be nice to kind of like make amends and saying like, sorry about the Rondo thing. Why don't you come <laughs> over here and just get a ring by just chilling with us? And I think Lou would be like, I'm cool. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I have his jersey. Love the dude. But like, yeah, I can see I was just bringing someone else new in. Or uh, you asked me, or it was like, we should talk about this on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, well, why not? Is there a G League guy or a two-way player that we had last year that you wouldn't mind being the, the 15th guy? Like, Xavier Moon had really good vibes and stuff like that. Like, if he was just our 15th dude and we brought a new two-way guy or made our second-round pick this year a new two-way guy, that could be a thing. But there's a couple yeah. good there's a couple good players on the AC Clippers last year, too. I, I, I want to throw that out there. I got two of them. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I'll let Drake go first. Uh, Moses Wright, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I don't know his last name, but I think it's like Gary Chevichian. Oh yeah, the Armenian sniper. Yeah. Armenian sniper, you know. Shout out Glendo. Mm-hmm. Maybe coming to the game is crazy. Um, I'd love it, man. Like shoot, uh, the guy could honestly like fan favorites like that. Yeah, the NBA is a show. Yeah, and and that's why we do this podcast, right? We talk about all the stuff that us fans want to talk about yeah. while your team's not playing. Uh, Jesse? Uh, no, I, I'm with uh, Trent when it comes to Armenian Sniper. Um, 
Trent? <laughs> Not Trent, sorry. <laughs> I'm blank. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's embarrassing. I, I, Trent's voice. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go home right now. I'll be home. <laughs> uh, for those of you who aren't here, I am already home. <laughs> uh, I'm just losing it. But uh, Jordan Ford is also another guy I really like his game, um, especially during the playoffs. I felt like he played really well, um, and he's a guard. So <laughs> there we go. I think I think Jordan Ford played really well. Uh, a sleeper would be Nate Darling. He kind of started really slow for the AC Clippers, but toward the end of the season and the playoffs, he was just he was just like one of the best scorers the team had. Hmm. Um, there's another player, uh, I forgot his first name. I want to say it's Keen Wallace. If I got that wrong, I apologize. Uh, he's a he's also a very good player that we had. Um, but yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind any of those guys getting like a two way spot and then maybe Xavier Moon moves up to the 15th spot or something, but after after what an hour plus or so of talking hypotheticals, I think I just want the team to stay together. I think I, I have to say that <laughs> I have to say that caveat at the end of every episode or at the beginning before we make like these really good points that make it sound like I'm really like I'm like deep yeah. into it. Yeah. Like, you know, like um uh, but yeah, I, I do think it's to keep the to keep the keep the core together. I'd rather have the depth than have it consolidated, but we'll see. So I think someone's going to move. Um, apparently, there's mutual interest between Blake and the Clippers. I'll believe it when I see it. But yeah, no, yeah, uh, I agree with you. Seeing this team running back would be amazing. Um, at least give it to half, you know, to the trade deadline. At least, yeah. So, Jesse, on a scale of nine to ten, nine still being very high, and ten being the highest. How much do you want James Harden on the Clippers? <laughs> um, can I go negative? <laughs> uh, no, I, that's not the question. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, if we're going to do a big swing, I'll go James Harden and Kyrie. Either one. All if right. we're going to go a big swing. I forgot one. I don't think it's going to happen. But I feel like his playoff run was a little... Because we're talking about teams that got eliminated from the first round that might want to. I don't know why everyone just assumes teams just want to blow up the roster after the first round, but <laughs> it's just it is what it is. The Timberwolves, D'Angelo Russell was non-existent. He had the game of his life against us, but then he was non-existent in the series. And then Cat also has been, I guess, floating around Clippers Twitter trade rumors for at least like two and a half years. Are you interested in any of those guys? I'll let Jake go first. Both of them. Both You're interested of them. in both. Okay. I like I like D'Angelo, uh, especially in a more minimal role. Yeah. On an expiring? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Towns, uh, that, we're not even going to speak about that. That guy, he's a killer. Uh, how do you feel about uh, – you go first, Jesse, before I say something stupid. <laughs> um for me i don't know it's kind of funny because uh brian and i have this conversation i think and also with jake you know after the first round we not first round but during the play-in when we lost to the pelicans we kind of talked about the timberwolves and cat possibly coming to the clippers or how would we like that trade scenario and i don't know this playoffs kind of showed me a lot of his mentality um and i felt like he was 
playing pretty soft out there, like uh, getting to foul troubles, getting basically kicked out of the game for that was something pretty crucial for the plan. I don't know. I, I just don't know how that looks like in this team. But I think he's a tremendous talent. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I don't know. That one's hard. Uh, I'd lean yes. In terms of basketball stuff, because I know, like, if you know Cat's story, yeah, like it's he's he's a great guy. He he deserves everything he he gets. In terms of on the court, if the Clippers were to find a way to get him, it would legit be like Paul George and Kawhi being like, "Hey, you need to mature into what a Clippers basketball player is pretty fast." Right. You like you could you could you could complain to the ref. But don't cry to the ref if that makes sense. There's a there's a difference between complaining, like I think Zoo Paul George complain, and there's legit crying, which was what Blake Griffin and Chris Paul did during Wob City. I do think there's a difference, and I think Cat kind of cries to the refs a lot. I don't think mm-hmm. on the court it looks like he doesn't take responsibility for some of the stuff that goes on in the game. Mm-hmm. It just seems that way. Maybe I'm off base. Uh, he seems like he's very mature off the court, but like on the court, it just seems like when things are not going his way, way. Yeah. he gets really frustrated. No, and I, uh, I think that's a great, I think that's a really good observation, honestly. He, uh, how would you feel about okay? Because Rudy Gobert and Cat Tyloo basically wrote the perfect game plan for both of them. Would you be okay if the Clippers got two players that basically Tyloo wrote the book on how to defend them and every other team can now use that against us? Yes. Uh, now with Rudy. Now with Rudy? You're no, okay. I'm, I'm okay with Cap. You're okay. You're okay with Cap, but now with Rudy. Okay. Yeah. Jake? I'm okay with both uh, just because they're paired with different personnel. So if you ever played ball before, you know, no team is like the other team you played on. So um, every role, roles change. And shoot, Rudy with Rudy in front with PG and Kawhi and stuff like that. It change, it's different. It's not like having Royce O'Neal and Daniel House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's different. You know, it's it's something about seeing Rudy Gobert juggle the ball underneath the rim in a Clippers jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't wait till uh Paul George uh finds a perfectly good pass to Rudy Gobert and then it falls off his like left hand when oh. uh, George threw it to his right hand. This <laughs> is like how that happened. Like, what's going on? <laughs> and uh, with Cat, I feel like Cat has like a. I'm under the impression that Cat has a pretty good relationship with PG. Yeah, he does. I think they're good friends. Yeah, so, another All vibes right. guy, right? Yeah. You guys have any more thoughts before we wrap this up? Mm. Uh, long off season, man. You know, stick stick with it. Everybody, just have fun watching the playoffs. Um, it's cool to see. Like, is there any more ex Clippers in the playoffs? All right, so we don't want Chris Paul to win, right? <laughs> or Landry Shamit. Uh, <laughs> technically, DeAndre Jordan. Um, so this is tough. This this is where I'm at because I do think being a James Harden stan, as far as I guess the stan goes, <laughs> I'm, with uh, it. I'm here. <laughs> Uh, I want James Harden to win a championship to kind of like let people who always come a quitter like to kind of shut up about that a little bit. Yep. And it would be cool if DeAndre Jordan got a championship because he's also on that roster, I believe. I don't know if like whatever reason they cut him and I didn't know. I haven't really cared to pay attention. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it would also be kind of frustrating for Doc Rivers to say all the shit.
he's been saying lately. And for him to just kind of walk into a championship with this team and then be like, you know, because he's saying like basically Ty Lue is just another version of him or, you know, the fact that the Clippers fired him and then he goes to the Sixers and wins the championship in a couple seasons. That'd be that'd, that'd be annoying because I feel like it would be more Embiid and Harden than it would be what Doc Rivers is doing. Uh, but we'll, whatever. Uh, is there any other former Clippers? I believe Malik Fitz had a two with had like a 10 day or 10 day or two-way contract with the Celtics that doesn't really matter in the playoffs but he's he's got that going on I'm trying to think of other Clippers Blake Griffin's out Conja Michael's gone Blake is gone um Reggie Bullock shout Reggie out Bullock, but I don't know no I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna shout do out, that shout out the Luca show shout out the Luca uh, show Luke, Luke, Luca no that guy looks like a thumb. I'm not gonna do that here. I am not gonna do that here. Uh, Memphis, Memphis has a biblical journey on their hands now. It's the Lord's work that they run the table and get out of the West now. Because we can't have the Warriors, we can't have the Suns, and we can't have Luca in the championship game. Let me let me tell you guys something. You know, just just root for great basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I went to root for Memphis. <laughs> Did I want Memphis? There was a part of me halfway through that Memphis series where I was like, I think I want the Wolves to win this. That changed real fast when I realized the Jazz, the Pelicans, and uh, what's yeah. the other team? Uh, or the Mavs. They they couldn't they couldn't get it done. I'm just gonna put it that way. I was like, oh, it's 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 Memphis now. Uh, what's the does the Miami he have anybody on the Clipper? No, Miami he doesn't have anybody. If they do, who cares? No, they have Marcus's brother, I guess. If he, he wore a Clipper jersey courtside, yeah, he did. He did. It, and who else is Boston? Doesn't have any, no, just Malik Fitz in street clothes, I think. And um, so doesn't uh, the Bucks, the Bucks have Ibaka. Oh, the Bucks have Ibaka. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I'm really, I'm really rooting for the Bucks. Like, you know, I feel like this is Giannis, like Padawan Giannis reaching Jedi Giannis. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, he's already a Jedi, and now he's trying to be Jedi Council. Giannis. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I thought I thought we we're going towards the killing the children scene. Oh, <laughs> I was like, where's this analogy going? <laughs> like, last year, obviously. That was he, the Bulls. <laughs> Yeah, he passed the Jedi trials last year, got his title, and uh, now he's he's trying to go to council. You know, we'll see. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think that's where I'm at. I think I want Boston to win, maybe to so they could have the the claim as the best franchise over the Lakers. And then I'm I'm I don't want the Sixers to win, but I guess I want to. I'd rather have the Sixers win than have the Suns win. I'd rather have Doc Rivers get a ring than get have Chris Paul get a ring. I guess if I, if I had it, if that was my finals, I don't think I'm watching. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, probably Bucks, Celtics, and the Memphis Grizzlies are the teams I'm kind of hoping figure it out. All right. No more, <laughs> no more thoughts. This is a long episode, but I think it was fun. Yeah, um, no, it was good. It was great to have Jake here. Um, Shana, Jake obviously has his own brand. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We're uh, we got a bunch of content coming out, and I sound like an OnlyFans girl. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see those feet, pick Jake. <laughs> I, a bunch of content I gave out. you nine dollars, man. Come on. <laughs> it's, like it's all, all of, 
all of May, we got a ton of stuff coming out. So like, you know, just, just stay tuned. <laughs> uh, check out my only Harden stands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. All of May, just tune in. We're going to be, um, obviously we're doing Dodger stuff, Angel stuff. Um, and yeah, uh, we got like a little mini doc coming out that we're kind of filming right now. So just, you know, all, all, cool. all I'm saying is that if we get James Harden, I better see Jake with the full beard. If we, uh, first of all, I can't grow one. Second of all, yeah, we, I wear a fake one. That's all, that's all good. Just good. If we get James Harden, I will get a James Harden clipper tattoo. Yes. I will get it. If we yes. Get I'm, I'm going to say this right now. James Harden has a lot can, of flaws, can it be right? About the strip club? that's 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 gonna be an extra two thousand dollars um james harden has his flaws yeah but every person in the nba has their flaws yeah of course so you know it's just we would embrace james harden's flaws i guess me and jake would i i would just appreciate like james harden his natural habitat not not natural habitat but like the scene that he's at like that he enjoys to be in if that's it that's it you know all right but like i would get like probably a tattoo of him in in the studio with little baby you know (laughs) because he's always there you know like he enjoys being in that place honey bun tattoo honey but when he gave little baby honey buns i'll get get a honey bun tattoo Uh, there we go that'd be dope i'm not gonna lie i'm actually really jealous of it now what clippers podcast has this kind of content right (laughs) i'm saying um and so now we want Harden to come to the Clippers just for a honey bun tattoo. Like not even not even to play point. Bring come on over. <laughs> Hard, Hard, Harden hits up the Sixers. Hey, uh, so I was listening to the like list for him. They really want me there. I, I think I want to stay here, but they really need me there. Yeah. So over. And Jake has some badass shirts, you know. So I kind of yeah. need to be over. Oh, there. the James Harden Clipper shirt. Talk, talk about it. <laughs> yes. Artesia's uh, very own. Artesia's very own. Oh, man, look. Don't even get started. If we have to sign up for someone at 40 mil, you guys know where I stand. That's it. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if we're doing 40, I'd rather not do 40 mil, but if we're doing 40 mil, it's all it's all, all about Harden. It is what it is. Uh, where can they buy your clothes, uh, Jake? Uh, JakeBarnes.com, J-K-E-B-R-N-S.com. Uh, sign up to the newsletter, like I said. Mini doc, MLB stuff coming. Yeah. Just stay tuned. All right. And you can catch the LA Clips Forum at, at LA Clips Forum on Twitter. And you can check our podcast where you find your podcast. You know, if you're on Spotify and you're tired of listening to misinformation on another podcast, come to our podcast, leave a rating, be like, hey, this podcast is pretty cool. They have really good James Harden Clippers content. You're not going to get that everywhere. Um, and a potential honey bun tattoo. So, um, <laughs> Yep. And you know what? I know this is a really tough listen for you, but we appreciate it, Trent, for the outro. (laughs) (laughs) Trent Maddox is another part of our extended universe over here. He comes on a podcast. He's a great guy. Uh, But he I I feel really bad because he has to deal with me and Jake talking about James Harden comes to the Clippers every day in our little chat. And now he had to listen to our podcast. Trent Trent is the guy that keeps us grounded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before I get started getting excited and uh, <laughs> start going crazy about James, you know, he's the guy that's grounded and realistic. So, yeah. so I, Trent, Trent would say, like, hey, you know, give us a very good reason why Harden to the Clips would be absolutely stupid. 
And then we respond with, you're right. But then we sent him a gif of uh, James Harden doing something cute on the basketball court. Yeah. So, like, you got you got to take some gifts, right? I'm sorry, Trent, I failed you. Remember how, remember was how ju- Wesley Johnson? What was that? Remember how I did Wesley Johnson? <laughs> yeah. And he could perform on our court. Imagine, imagine if, you know, James Harden gets a little hammy situation. He's out for a couple of weeks and then he has to do a five on five against Wesley Johnson. <laughs> and, and once Wesley Johnson hits the, hits the floor, we know, we know what's up. We, we, James Harden's ready to come back. Like what he did to Pat Beverly on that one-on-one play, how he mm. broke him in half. Come on. <laughs> Clipper legend already, man. Come on. So James, uh, I can't believe it like, people are like, just in the podcast. <laughs> James Harden infamously wears number 13. Paul George already wears number 13. I understand James Harden wears number one right now for the Sixers. What number would James Harden wear on the Clippers? Because Reggie Jackson's already number one. And I do believe Reggie Jackson deserves to keep the number one. He's not, he's not wearing a jersey, so let's move on. He's going to wear 87. 87. And Reggie and Harden could be 187. Uh, there we go. <laughs> I'm about to check out this podcast right now. All right, we'll do it for you. We're out. <laughs> there he is. Mom, can you pick me up? <laughs> Thank you for joining Brian Andrew and Jesse Sandoval for this episode of LA Clips Forum. For all the over and backs, loose balls, clear paths, and tip-ins, catch LA Clips Forum every week. The podcast for fans, by fans. Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound. Oh, yeah.